anyone here use social media? Maybe Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, perhaps all of them? Maybe something different? Good or bad, social media is here to stay, or at least for the foreseeable future. There are bad aspects to it. Politics seem to take over every discussion. And to use a common Trumpism, fake news is everywhere. But there are also good aspects to social media. For me personally, there's contact with family. As most of you know, about 13 years ago, my family and I moved to this area from Northern California, a place where I was born and lived all my life. And up to that point, it was a place where my wife, Christina, lived a majority of her life. Social media became the easiest tool to use to keep in touch with family, but mostly a place where we could share pictures. I like seeing pictures of my friends and family having a good time. And at Christmas, there are lots of pictures to be enjoyed. My favorites are the ones that capture a particular moment when a child realizes what their present is, or the precise moment when a dad may be slipping on the ice, or even the catch of the winning touchdown in the family football game. There is an art to taking a good picture, and it's similar to the art of hitting a home run. Most experts will tell you that hitting a home run is not about power as much as it is timing. Swing too soon or too late, and if you make contact, it will most likely end up as a ground ball or a lazy fly ball. But if you swing the bat at the right moment to connect with the ball at the right spot and the right angle, then you have a home run. So I suppose I should get to the point, because I'm pretty sure you didn't come here to hear me talk about photography and baseball. We're here to discuss God. But the reason I mention photography and baseball is because they have something in common with God, and that's perfect timing. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 4, verse 4, we read, But when the time had fully come. Paul tells us of the totality of a period of time was just right for the salvation of mankind to be accomplished. Like a great photograph or a well-hit pitch for a home run, the timing of God's plan of salvation was perfect. From the political point of view, the timing of God's plan of salvation was perfect. Octavian, also known as Caesar Augustus, established what has become known as the Pax Romana, Latin for Roman peace. It was a period of a little over 200 years of peace and prosperity, during which time roads were built that connected cities, and ultimately all roads led to Rome. As easily as the citizens traveled to Rome, the laws of the empire traveled out of Rome. These laws, which form the basis of many Western court systems today, unified the administration of justice in the courts and protected the rights of the citizens. Roman law protected the citizens from internal strife, but it was the Roman legions patrolling the borders that kept the empire free from invasion. And they were expansive borders to be patrolled. Years of conquest had brought many peoples and cultures into the empire. The people were allowed to keep their culture, but if they wanted to function in Roman society, they would need to learn the official languages. And so Latin and Greek were spoken by most every citizen of Rome. 
Rome provided a stable government for God's plan of salvation, so politically, the timing was perfect. From a philosophical point of view, the timing of God's plan of salvation was perfect. The old religions were dying out. The Roman people believed that the deity was known by different names to different people, so they embraced Zeus as Jupiter, Hera as Juno, and Poseidon as Neptune. But by embracing a generic deity, they eventually discovered that their deity had no substance. At the time Olympus was falling, philosophy was rising. But the philosophy of the day taught that nothing was real except the one source from which all things came. But that one source was without attributes and so far above description that it could not be described. In effect, philosophy had risen so high that it was out of reach for the common citizen to grasp. People were hungry for something that brought meaning to their lives. Philosophically, the timing was perfect. From the spiritual point of view, the timing of God's plan of salvation was perfect. For 1,500 years, God's chosen people had been living under the ceremonial law that God established at Mount Sinai. These laws disciplined the people of God and prepared them for the coming of the Messiah. For example, the ceremonial washings they performed taught them that they were spiritually dirty and in need of cleansing. So also the entire sacrificial system they observed with its slaughtered lambs and scapegoats taught them that, that, that innocent blood needed to be shed for the forgiveness of sins. After 1,500 years of the ceremonial laws, the people had learned that they were helpless to save themselves, that they needed something to be done for them, given to them. Spiritually, the timing was perfect. Politically, philosophically, and spiritually, the timing was perfect. And so going back to Galatians, Paul writes in verse 4 and 5, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. At the perfect time, God sent his son. He delegated the plan of salvation to him, not because God ran out of time to do it himself. The sending of the son was always part of the plan. In Genesis 3, verse 15, we read that God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. As soon as there was a need for salvation, God planned to send his son to save mankind by crushing the devil's head. He was just waiting for the timing to be perfect. At the perfect time, God's son was born. He was born of a virgin, but it was not happenstance. The Savior of the world being born of the virgin was always part of the plan. The prophet Isaiah had said that the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And although Joseph at first thought the woman he was pledged to marry was having an unplanned pregnancy, God sent him an angel to reassure him that Mary's pregnancy Sorry, God sent him an angel to reassure him that Mary was the right virgin at the right time for the Savior to be born. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. God planned for the Savior of the world to be born of the Virgin Mary. He was just waiting for the timing to be perfect. At the perfect time, God redeemed mankind. Mankind was sold into the slavery of sin for the taste of a piece of forbidden fruit. In the scriptures, God had made it clear that the price of freedom from sin's slavery was death. But even so, when Jesus hung upon the cross to pay for mankind's sins, the disciples thought it was a mistake. They thought that their teacher had been taken from them too soon, that his time on this earth had been cut short. But later they would come to understand that Jesus' suffering and death on the cross was always part of the plan. They would reread Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. And they would realize that God planned to redeem mankind from sin through the death of his son. He was just waiting for the timing to be perfect. God's Son was sent and born to redeem humanity when the timing was perfect. It was not surprising then that we also read in verses 6 and 7, Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. God not only so loved the world that He sent His Son, He so loved you that He sent His Spirit. The creation of faith in your heart is part of God's perfect timing. In Acts chapter 17, verses 26 and 27, we read, From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. You are born at exactly the time God wanted you to be born. You live where He wants you to live. You have the family He wants you to have. You have the friends He wants you to have. You have the amount of money He wants you to have. You have the health He wants you to have. Just as God prepared the world for the sending of His Son, He prepares your world for the sending of the Holy Spirit. From eternity, God planned to make you His child So when the timing was perfect, God sent the Holy Spirit to create faith in your heart. The confession you make is part of God's perfect timing. I know from time to time there is temptation to question God's timing. We tend to think that there is never a right time to be sick or to have car trouble or to be hurt by someone we love. But when we remember what it says in Hebrews 12:7, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? We then realize that God is treating us as sons, that all our hardships are are the perfect time for us to confess to the world that our trust and confidence is in God, our Abba Father. Since God's timing was perfect when it came to his son, we can be confident that his timing is perfect with all his children. And lastly, coming into your inheritance is part of God's perfect timing. In John 14, verses 2 and 3, God the Son promised you, 
In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. When the timing is perfect, God will call you home to heaven. But you can rest assured in the knowledge that you will not be taken from this world too soon. Only after your room has been prepared will you be called home to heaven. That should take a lot of anxiety out of living, knowing that you live and die only according to God's perfect timing. God's timing in history, His timing in the sending of His Son into that history, and His timing in the sending of His Spirit into your heart is perfect. The reason for taking such lengths to point this out to you this morning is that God's timing is perfect, is to reassure you that your salvation is not a mistake. Like a great photograph or a well-hit baseball for a home run, the timing of God's salvation is perfect, and you, as a child of God, are, are part of God's perfect timing. Amen. Our Savior Lutheran Church is located on the south side of Birmingham off Highway 280. We are on Dunnett Valley Road, about three-quarters of a mile east of Treetop Family Adventure and Sports Blast. Our Sunday services begin at 1015, with Sunday School and Bible Class at 9 o'clock. We welcome visitors and hope to see you soon. For more information, please visit our website at OurSaviorBirmingham.com. Click on Sermons at the top of the page for a copy of today's service folder. You can also find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.